so it's a big WRP welcome to Alison Miller, um, Irish legendary winger. Uh, Alison, how, how are you? How's lockdown treating you? Uh, yeah, it's not too bad. Uh, I think we went into lockdown a bit earlier than you guys in England, so I suppose we've a bit longer to get used to it. So uh, fairly strict measures here. So at the moment, I suppose we're only allowed to go within 5k of the house. But I suppose <laughs> there's opportunities in it too, if you can just see the positive. So I've been doing a lot of running. I'm, I was planning to run a half marathon at some stage this year. So Ooh. God knows when I'll get that opportunity. But I'm doing a lot of running, which is keeping me going. So uh, obviously within 5k loops. So yeah, it's not too bad. And um, I'm a teacher. So it was a bit unusual. I was teaching one day and then I was at home teaching. So happened very quickly. But yeah, like I think it's what you can make of it. And, um, there's been positives. Like you look out the window, there's kids on bikes and there's people running and you wouldn't have seen that as much, I think, like two or three months ago. So I suppose if you can have a positive attitude towards it is the only way you can really get around it. Like there's, it's, it is what it is, as they say. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, that positive attitude is, is, is coming through very much so. How, how much of a challenge is it as a teacher then? To not have that, I guess, physical engagement with a with a student is really not literally physical, but you know what I mean. In the same, in the presence of a student, is really important. How that must be a real challenge. Yeah, like it's it's completely different, and I think it happened in Ireland very quick. Like I think I was in teaching on the Wednesday or the Thursday, and there was talk that the schools would close, and then we were at home the next day, and you know, there's a lot of preparation then for how you're going to plan. But I suppose technology is so good this um in these days that like um we're actually a google school so we do everything through google so we were quite well set up anyway the kids were very um you know tech savvy with things so there wasn't much of um problems i suppose getting it off when we had to go online so um it's completely different obviously and there's i suppose some kids might be disadvantaged in terms of wi-fi use and stuff like that but i suppose you can only do your best and um hopefully (laughs) I know I was laughing. The kids were all delighted when we got off and I'd be telling them, you, you won't say that, but I think they'd all be delighted to go back to school now if they could. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Look, Alison, thank you so much for, for joining us uh, today uh, and doing this part of this sort of mini lockdown series. Um, you put together for us a World 15s. Now, um, I've left it very, very open for people to kind of do, do what they want with it. Um, some people come with a huge ream of... of uh, of stipulations uh, for, for choosing their players. Have you got a, a long list for us or, or is it fairly plain and simple? Um, it's, it's simple enough, I suppose. All I'd say is I was quite late to rugby, so I didn't take up rugby with a club till I was 23, nearly 24, capped to 25. So I suppose um, the people that I've picked or the players that I've picked are kind of from, I suppose, 2010 onwards. And I know there were some fantastic players um that played before that era. But I suppose because I wasn't a rugby player and I wasn't even a rugby fan back then because I wasn't playing the game, I wasn't watching games growing up as a teenager or, or even into my early 20s. And I think also, uh, being an Irish player, we didn't play too many summer tours or we didn't play many internationals, summer or autumn internationals, if any, really. So I think the players I played against mostly would have been Six Nations players yeah. and, you know, those that you've played at the World Cup. So there's certain teams like that I've only ever played against once or even twice. So I suppose the players that I know better are probably, it's I'm going to be, um, I wouldn't say biased, but it's the ones that I, I know the best and I've probably played the most um, will probably feature 
more heavily, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. Look, um, it's, uh, I, I just think whether you're choosing, um, uh, you know, a, a serial 15, as I did with my kids the other day, or an all-time world 15, it's, uh, it's good fun. It's, it's actually always really, really fascinating. So, uh, thank yeah, you. it's difficult. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did you, did you spend much time with it? Um, old teammate of yours, Lynn Campwell, I, I literally think she, she missed about three nights sleep. Um, doing it and that that's yeah well I say more because I, I listen to Lynn's and uh, you know <laughs> having played with Lynn she's such a deep thinker and analytical and, and uh, I was like oh god I have to follow in Lynn because she would be very analytical but I, I don't think I probably would have spent as much time as Lynn but that's Lynn and that's why Lynn was, was such a good player and a good teammate but um I, I did laugh when I, I listened to her uh, stipulations and her criteria. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It was uh, it was highly amusing. Uh, Alison, let's uh, let's get into it then. Uh, where, where would you like to start? Do you want to do you want to start with the piano shifters uh, up front? Yeah, I will actually. Um, so I start with number one and uh, the player. Uh, now, pr- uh, excuse my pronunciation. You might need a translator as we're going. Um, is Lisa Ara? Aracast. Is it? Yep. Yes, and um, I think from talking to the girls on the teams that I've played with over the years, um, our props, she said she was a very good um, scrummager, very technically good, irritating, they said, um, and very good all-around footballer. So I've gone for her, and um, I think, you know, um, she from what they have said and from playing against her as well, she was, she's a very good uh, player, and for that reason, I've picked her. Nice. Uh, who's the other prop? Who's the cornerstone at three? Uh, I have picked Sophie Hemming, and um, I suppose a winger should never be picking a front row. So, but um, <laughs> from speaking to <laughs> props that I've or props that I've played with over the years, I know she had seventy-one caps, um, played in two World Cups, and what they said about her was that she was so technically good and was very good at working angles in the scrum. So. I'm going to take their, uh, I suppose, their solid knowledge over the years. And, you know, f- from what I've heard, she was such a technically excellent scrummager. So you're going to need that, um, you know, in your scrum. So that's why I've gone for, for her. Nice. And, um, yeah, what, what worked so hard to, uh, to get to be one of those best, if not the best number three in the world at the time. Yeah. And, and, and now she's an international downhill mountain biker, would you believe? Yeah. Just one of those people just can't, can't oh, stop. Wow. Yeah. Incredible. Um, uh, sandwiched in between them and a hooker then. Yeah. And I suppose, um, there has been a lot of excellent hookers over the years. And I suppose I found like it was an obvious choice, but at the same time, People like Amy Cochrane, Gail Mignot, Jill Burke from Ireland even were fantastic hookers in the day. But I've gone for the popular choice of Fee Famasuli. Um, and I think, um, obviously, she's an outstanding player. She's been an outstanding captain for New Zealand. The longevity that she's been at the top is is so remarkable. It's, it's unbelievable to be able to sustain her um, her excellence, really, and for all that time and... Um, Watching that World Cup final in 2017, there was a moment in the game where she just did something magical, really. And I just remember thinking, what a good player. And I suppose like a lot of the New Zealanders, her basics are just so good. She's an all-around um, very skillful player. And Dino um, has obviously had huge success over the years. And uh, that's why I've picked her at hooker. Yeah, five World Cups, four wins. Uh, nothing more needs to be said, really. Uh, yeah, incredible leader. Yeah, it speaks for itself. Yeah, FIFA was silly. Uh, into the second row, then. Yeah, so I found, um, um, 
I know I have maybe they're in the wrong positions, but as ever. But I'm saying I'm going to pick uh, Joe McGilchrist at number four. And um, I suppose she was a very important player for England, especially over the years. But I think um, when I first started playing rugby in 2010, one of the my standout memories, and a lot of people mentioned this, I suppose, is how she chased uh, Carlo Heppa right into the corner to prevent a certain try. So for a second row to have that athleticism, it was usually it's usually impressive. But uh, she was a very smart player, hard working on the pitch. Um, very good um, skills and very athletic, kind of like um, quite like a back rower. And she was able to run, make some nice breaks, and um, run good lines. So I think um, she's been a really fantastic player. So that's why I've picked uh, Joe. Yeah, Joe Gilchrist. In fact, all, all the names you've named so far have come up before. So in good, very, very good company. Who's going to uh, partner Joe in that uh, in that engine room? Uh, a New Zealand, New Zealand player, uh, Charmaine Smith, and I think, um, as other people have mentioned, I suppose on your podcast that you know New Zealander, a lot of the time, I suppose it's the try scores or the, the the names that get the tries or do different things like that that get the attention. But Charmaine Smith, I suppose, is very important to that team and to their success, and she's very good around the park. As I said about Fee. Um, the New Zealanders just do the basics so well. They're, you know, so her ability, you know, her skills, her handling. But she was just a very hard-working player and very good at controlling the line out. So I think she'd she'd um, work well with uh, Joe in the second row. Yeah, nice. So Charmaine Smith of Black Ferns alongside Joe McGilchrist. Back row always very very hotly contested. Yeah, and I think there's been some fantastic back row players over the years and. Um, I've gone for two number sevens and I've picked um, my Irish um, colleague, I suppose I'm now retired, but uh, Claire Malloy at number six. And I suppose um, Karen Patkin was a very close second, I suppose, to her. But Claire Malloy has her longevity playing for her country and I suppose all the clubs she's played for at the highest level since 2009, you know, and she shows no signs of slowing down. I suppose she's an absolutely brilliant player. Um, her a breakdown extraordinaire. She's just, I suppose, the pest at the breakdown, the amount of balls that she's turned over for her country and her club over the years. Um, great feet. And she scored a hell of a lot of tries for Ireland over the years. Um, she's dangerous in open play. She has very good skills, defensively sound, and I suppose never takes a step uh, backwards and just is the ultimate, I suppose, warrior and it's kind of a player you'd want on your team. So, um, number six, I've gone for Claire Malloy. Awesome, yeah, Claire Malloy, absolutely. And there for number the number seven shirt, although uh, Malloy uh, looked, uh... is uh, Maggie Alfonsi. And I just think she was such an influential player in her time, an incredible tackler. <laughs> I actually have never been hit so hard by any player I've ever played. Um, as Maggie Alfonsi so I'm probably still hurting from that tackle all those years later <laughs> but um, she, <laughs> I actually let go of the ball and everything I, but um, she was such a physical presence around the pitch a real athlete um, she scored quite a few tries in her career as well I think something like 20 tries um, she was fantastic at the breakdown a real jackler of the ball but the hits that she put in and the physical presence that she had around the park um just meant that like you, you couldn't leave her out on a team. She just, you know, 
was such a big player for England um, during those time and during their success, especially in 2014. So um, that's why I've picked Maggie Alfonsi. And I think she continues to do great work to this day, I suppose, promoting the game of rugby. Around 2010, 2014, yeah, Maggie, Maggie the Machine gets your, your number seven shirt. Um, I do fear for the opposition, whoever you're going to play, they're, they're going to have a lot of ball stolen, aren't they, with Malloy and, and, and Alfonso <laughs> in the back row. Um, who's uh, who's yeah. going to make up that trio then at number eight? Um, there's been some, obviously, fantastic number eights over the years. And, um, you know, Sarah Hunter, I even think... Um, Ireland's um, Paula Fitzpatrick was a fantastic number eight as well. But I've gone for Kelly Russell. I just think um, her balance, her type of the type of player that she was, um, is why I've picked her. She was a very physical player, a very physical carrier, defensively very solid. But she was also um, quite a skillful player as well. And I think she'd be good balance in that back row. So um, obviously she was an influential player for Canada at both 15s and also at 7s. But I think um, she definitely gets the nod for me at number eight. And just I, I loved watching her over the years. Um, you know, she, she always seems to do the right thing on the pitch at the right time, which is, you know, an important when you're, when you're on a team. So um, and as I said, she, she had great success as a player. Yeah, great, good, good leader with her with her sister, wasn't she? And um, yeah, move from sevens to fifteens very seamlessly, which uh, not many can do. So Kelly Russell um, draws draws up your 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 pack. Let's uh, let's run run through that in uh, Alison. Let's uh, Elisa Aracata from France is your loose head. Fifa Musili uh, from the Blackfellas New Zealand is number two. Sophie Hemmings number three from England. Joma Gilchrist uh, is another red rose in the second row alongside Charmaine Smith of New Zealand. Claire Malloy of Ireland alongside Maggie Alfonsi from England and Kelly Russell from Canada makes up your pack. I'm Katie Dealey McLean and you're listening to the Women's Rugby Podcast. So there's there's our there's our pack. Um, I suspect they're going to win a lot of ball. Certainly turn over a lot of ball. Um, so who who are going to orchestrate things? Who are going to be the master puppeteers at at nine and ten? So at nine, I have gone for uh, Kendra Coxage. Um, I think she's such a quality, skillful player. The service that she li- delivers to the New Zealand backs is is phenomenal. Um, I also think she's a huge threat herself. Um, whenever she has some space, you know, she's capable of producing some magic moments. And she's just the longevity also of her career. She's been around, I think, since 2010 and doesn't show any signs of slowing down. But um, the way she gets those New Zealand backs moving and also the forwards, but it's just the quality of the ball that she's able to deliver. And as I said, She's highly skillful. She's capable of sniping herself and making things happen. So, um, you know, there has been quality nines over the years, to mention a few. I suppose Alice Yahi from France. Not sure if I'm pronouncing that right either. Um, you know, Tanya Ross of Ireland. Yeah, yeah. She's a quality player, wasn't she? Your French is better than mine. <laughs> oh, bien sûr. That, that's it. Very though. good. My but... French teacher would not be impressed if she was listening now. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, Kendra Cox is just, you know, is quality. I love watching her play. And she just, as I said, she, you know, her delivery, the ability to the right thing at the right time. And she's also a threat herself. So, you know, defences are going are gonna to worry about her. So um, that's why I've picked her. Yeah, yeah, magic. Yeah. Wonderful player. And you thought when Emma Jensen went that um, 
there would be a complete breakdown between the, the Blackfern's forwards and backs. But no, Kendrick Cox has just filled those shoes, and that's uh, yeah, one hell of a compliment to Phil Emma Jensen's uh, boots. Yeah, no, Emma Jensen uh, was a fantastic player as well. Uh, number ten, then. Yeah, and I suppose from listening to your podcast, I know a lot of people have gone with Anna, um, but I suppose for me, I just came a bit after Anna's days of playing rugby, so unfortunately, I never got to see her play. So for for as that reason, I suppose. The player that I'm picking, I suppose, has hugely impressed me over the years, an English player, um, Katie Daly-McLean. I have obviously played many times against her, but I just think she's a fantastic player. And also, I'm saying this again, but her longevity at the highest level is just hugely impressive. And I've rarely, rarely seen the girl um, not put in a top-class performance. It'd be very, very rare. Um, she's played some brilliant games for England over the years. Her ability to run England's attack so well is testament to her quality, you know, when she needs to slow it down or speed it up, whatever it is, her kicking. Um, and even to this day, I, I'm, this is no disrespect to any player that comes on or places or when she's playing for England, but when she, she comes off, I feel, or she doesn't start, I feel like England's attack aren't as fluid without her. So um, I just think she's a fantastic player. Um, she seems like such a cool customer is what you want in your 10 and a very good tactical kicker and just is a really top class player and I suppose for me she always made it look easy I was never known for my passing so I was always um you know admiring people that had such quality and such skills and to me she always made what she was doing look easy and just testament how good she was how good she is sorry yeah um agree with absolutely everything above um quality operator and seems to be and i said it countless times but yes she seems to be getting better and better isn't she that understanding of the game yeah um fabulous player yeah it's her understanding i think that sets her apart really and just the ability to to perform at this highest level as i said i've rarely seen her have a poor game if ever yeah totally agree um let's go to the let's go to the centers then shall we let's do 12 and 13 before before back three yeah um so I've picked uh, Kelly Brazier at 12, and I know she's played some rugby at 10 and 12 in different World Cups, but um, I just think her ability to pull the strings and make things happen and attack is just is really, really important. Um, I think she's a really solid defender, and I think um, she actually is deceptively quick as well. We don't often need to see that because she's often pulling the strings and releasing speedsters, but I know from playing her, she actually has a lot of pace herself, so I would say we don't actually see this often because she's releasing other players, but um, she's just a player of, of high skill level. She's got amazing feet. Um, just the ability, as I said, to do the right thing in the right situation, um, whatever presents her. And just a really solid defender, um, you know, does the right thing, very unselfish player and um, could easily slot into 10 as well. So um be impressed with her over the years and, Obviously, she's a fantastic sevens player, and we see those brilliant feet in both aspects of the game. But I think she would um, be really good um, work with my thirteen. Who's next? Who is your thirteen? Then let's go straight from Kelly Brazier. Who, yeah. yeah, great, great choice at twelve. And I think there's there's been some fantastic thirteens in the game over the years. Um, Sharni Williams, Mandy Marsha, Kelter. Uh, Manuel Agano from France but I think the obvious choice is Emily Scarrett um, and she just has been she's such a highly skilled player she's got the physical presence as well her offloading abilities she can just suck in so many 
um, people and get that offload away. The lines that she runs, um, she also is a player that always seems to do the right thing. She has high skill level to be able to release, you know, the outside backs. And she's one of these players that um, can make something happen out of nothing. And I think in that 2014 World Cup final, the try she got... Um, it just was. She made it out of nothing. She made it from herself. So um, she's able to produce these, um, I suppose, big moments in games, match-winning moments in games, and um, br- brilliant defender. Like you, very, very rarely be getting by Emily Scarth. She's um, defensively so sound. So that's obviously very important on on the pitch and obviously in the centre. But I think she'd she'd link very well with Brazier. And as I said, you know, Emily's a threat herself. She's also able to release other threats. Um, her offloading ability, her physical presence, her speed. She just, she just, she has it all as a player. And I think I've enjoyed watching her over the years when I didn't have to play her. <laughs> but um, and she's just still, I suppose, like other players, she's getting better and better, and shows no signs of slowing down. And it's always a joy to watch. Yeah, and uh, one of those people, whether they go go-karting or play darts or whatever, she wins absolutely everything. Um, yeah, she's, Does she? <laughs> yeah, she's one of those, and yet... Overachievers, ultimate overachievers yeah, that you'd like. <laughs> overachiever, you meet her off the field, and you you, you, know, you just wouldn't know that she's a professional athlete, let alone kind of, uh, well, yeah, I mean, the world's best player at the moment, isn't yeah, she? Yeah, I so, think the one thing that wow. always struck me about Emily is how modest she is for a player of her, of her calibre. She's just you know, the most modest player I've probably ever come across. So, um, you know, I think that's something to be taken yeah. um, for as well. Hashtag humble Scarrett at 13. Um, so let's look at your back three then. Are we, are we slotting a, yeah. an eight miller into this, are we? Or? No, no, we are not. Absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> so um, at number 11, I have picked uh, Portia Woodman. Um, I, I suppose you just can't leave her out. And I know she's, she's quite new, not new, but she's not been playing... Um, 15 Slana, she's been playing sevens, but still in those games that she's played, she's impressed. And I suppose she has it all. She's got the speed, the power, the strength, the physicality. And just, just to have her on a team, she's a try scoring machine. And I think, I suppose, knowing that Porsche would, that if you were to play Porsche Woodman, knowing that she's on, on a wing would terrify teams. So she's just so dangerous, giving her any bit of, of open space. She's got fantastic feet. As I said, she brings the fear with her. Before anyone steps onto the pitch, the fact that they know that Porsche Woodman is going to be on the opposition team would strike fear into you. So, um, as I said, I suppose she's just a really top-class player and um, that's why I suppose I've picked her at uh, number 11. And I think on this team, she'd be getting a lot of quality balls. So, she'd be getting a lot of, lot of open space and doing a lot of damage. Yeah, absolutely. And, I, I, you know, People just say, oh, she's just wheels, she's just a finisher. But you, you, whatever team you're playing, you simply don't score that amount of tries if you're just a finisher. She's a she's a quality operator on the wing, isn't she, Portia Woodman? No, and I've seen her, like, you know, I think it's easy for people to say that because, but I've seen that girl, I suppose, um, make space for herself when there wasn't space or use her footwork to beat people and use her physicality as well to break tackles. So that's another thing. Is she's not just running in open space all the time. You know, that does happen sometimes, but she's she's um, breaking through tackles and using her evasion skills as well to score the tries. So um, she has to be um, on that left wing. Yeah, absolutely. Great. Um, so left wing Portia Woodman. Who's, who's on the other wing? 
Yeah, I suppose um, before I say who I picked, there has been some phenomenal wingers over over the years that I've come across, and um, do you know the likes of uh, Magley Harvey, Serial um, uh, <laughs> Bane, um, the two French wingers at the moment, uh, Lydia Thompson, fantastic winger, Carlo Heppa. But I suppose from being a winger myself and in terms of who I hated playing against the most or who I probably didn't like having to defend was Kat Merchant. So she's got my number 14 spot. And the reason I've picked her is I think she just had unbelievable pace and strength and the ability to get on the outside of, of any player and use the fend, her fend or hand off the detrimental effect. Like, you know, you think you'd have Kat Merchant and she didn't have a lot of space and before you knew it, you were on your ass, you know, in, in her wake. Um, she made me look stupid many times. So just that ability to, you know, she break tackles and, you know, use the reach of her fend and the speed, the speed that she was going at, even though you were in, she might have been in tight proximity to you or you thought you had her, just the ability to get around you, use that fend and her leg drive was just phenomenal. And um, I think, unfortunately, as she had to retire in 2014, with concussion but she was just a phenomenal um to me like a real winger physique like the real pace the physicality that she was able to use as well and um of all the players I ever played against I think I've picked her because she was the player that I would have I didn't like playing against because I suppose she just was very hard to tackle and she was just an excellent player so um you know she did give me fear when I looked up and saw she was coming so that's the reason I've picked her at uh, number 14 as I said that fend it's just famous fend to the face and to get around and she wasn't just all pace she had good footwork as well and she managed to get on the outside of it using the arc so well so that's why I picked her getting away in the commentary box she still uses the fend so uh, I, <laughs> I, I can assure you personally assure you it's it's still very very potent uh, from Cat No wonderful physical player as you say Cat Merchant alongside Portia Woodman on the wide outside, uh, and at fullback then, Alison Miller. Yeah, I um, now I found this difficult. There was two people that I was, I was going to pick, but I suppose I, I picked uh, Jessie Tremoulier because um, I just think she's done amazing things for France over the years, um, and I suppose she's that kick option in the back three that you're going to need. Um, her positioning in the backfield is just brilliant. You know, she seems to be able to cover any kicks that come into her, She's a very smart, um, smart player. I suppose she's a very unselfish player. She'll release her wingers. Um, she's a brilliant, a brilliant last man tackler. It's very difficult to get around uh, her. She's just defensively really, really solid. Um, she's physical as well. She's a very, very physical player, even though she doesn't have to use it all the time. Brilliant kicker, as I said, unselfish. And um, I think she just would work very well with um, that back three and in that back line. And um, I suppose, as I said, she's done great things for France and shown her class over the years. And I suppose I first played against her, I think, in 2015. And she's just gone on to, to become a better player every year. So that's why I've picked her. Yeah, Jessie Trimillier at 15. May I ask who the other person was, the other player was in contention? She's on the bench. She's on okay, the bench. Fine. So, right, uh, yeah. I will zip it.com. No problem. Alison Miller, all-time world 15, is Lisa Aracas from France, alongside FIFA and Wassili from New Zealand at Hooker, and Sophie Hemming from England makes up the front row. Joe McGilchrist, a red rose, alongside Charmaine Smith, 
of New Zealand in the second row. Claremont of Ireland, England's Maggie Alfonsi are the flankers with Kelly Russell from Canada making up the back row. Kenneth Coxich, a Blackburn at nine. Partners Katie Dane McLean from England at ten. A backline of Portia Woodman on one wing, Cat Merchant on the other wing of New Zealand and England respectively. Kelly Brazier, another Blackburn alongside Emily Scarrett. Wow, that's some delicious midfield, isn't it? And Jesse Tremoulier of France makes up the team at fullback. Who, before we get onto the bench, who's going to captain that side? Um, it's a difficult one, and I suppose, you know, it's difficult when you don't really know the players yep. <laughs> that well, or you don't, you, you know. But I think, I suppose the obvious choice would be Fief Masuli from, I suppose she's captain the last uh, winning World Cup team. So I think, obviously, she knows what she's doing and she's had good success. And I suppose she leads from the front. And, um, you know, she she just seems quite a modest player from playing with her in the Barbarians. And I think she'd be, obviously, she'd lead this team like she's led her New Zealand teams. Yeah, got a reasonable track record, hasn't she? Let's be honest. Um, <laughs> great stuff. Um, so there is the starting 15. Your game changes, your finishers, your subs, your replacements, whatever your wording is for them. Then, Alison, let's uh, yeah. let's start with some front rowers, shall we? At sixteen, I have uh, Gail Mignot. Um, I suppose she was a formidable. She is, and was, I suppose, formidable player for France over the years, and formidable captain. Um, she was just as tough as nails. She never took a step backwards. She was a dogged player, physical, good defender, and um, that's why I've chosen her. So. Um, you know, you never wanted to get on the wrong side of her. As I said, she was, you know, a tough character and someone that you'd want um, if things got um, difficult on the pitch, you know, yeah, she'd, a little bit fruity, she'd fight yeah. for every inch. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, Gail, when you, uh, you're, we're, we're doing a full bench, aren't we, 23? So, a couple of props, yeah. a loose head and a tight head prop. Uh, Rocky Clark, um, is that, have I got these right now before the winger makes a fool of herself? Rocky um, Clark is a loose head, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. So we'll go with Lou Settle. I have her at 17. So, um, <laughs> typical winger thing to do, you know. Yeah, My I, husband is a yeah, hooker. Yeah, he, he'll give out to me here now with this. <laughs> they can't tell uh, the left Rocky and the right, Clark. so I wouldn't worry about it. This is it, yeah. They don't know the left and right winger. So, <laughs> I've gone for Rocky Clark as one of my... Um, I just think she's a legend of the women's game, most cap player of all time. And the fact like that she was, you know, so capped like the highest capped women's player, but on a team like a world-class team like England, you know, and got her place for year in, year out, just shows her, her class. She was as hard as nails, solid scrummager, hard working. She was a very physical carrier, uh, good defensively and very, very solid in defense. So I think um, she has to be included. And, uh, you know, I just said she was, she ran over me, I think, in a World Cup semi-final, literally over me, my face and everything. So I can testament that she was a very good carrier as well as, you know, a solid scrummager. Yeah, I, I, I won't be cruel and say I remember that moment. Um, <laughs> but, uh, OK, so Rocky, 137 caps to her name. Uh, Clark in at 17. A, a replacement tight head then? Um, so Sarah Byrne... Um, so she's a player that has really impressed me over the last few years. And she's just, she's so explosive. She's so excellent around the park, power, strength. And she just always makes an impact. Impact. She puts so many people on the ground with her carries that 
the ability then for other people for the next phase to be played you know because you've got put two or three people on the ground and I suppose that can't be underestimated to be, to be a play off that um, solid scrummager so um, very impressive player some of the speed that she gets up on her runs are as impressive as you know the backline players so that's why I've picked her nice yep yeah. uh, Sarah Byrne yeah be mentioned quite a bit on his uh well, these all-time fifteens uh, for someone so young, uh, very impressive. Um, so, a replacement, second row, back row. Not quite sure how you're doing your your bench. Yeah, so um, Safine and Di, I've picked. Um, I know she went to second row later on in her career and had played eight. So, I just think she was. She's such a physical presence, um, great carrier, brilliant offloader, or great offloading ability. And I suppose as she went on to her career, she bought more strings for a bow and she kind of became a good distributor because I suppose players were expecting her to carry and she would suck people in, you know, with those lovely little layoff passes and stuff. Um, so her ability also, when she did carry, to just suck people in and teams or the, her team to be able to play off that. So she became more unpredictable as the years went on. And, um, you know, she's been a formidable presence for, for France over the years. Um, so I think... Um, I've picked her for that reason. Yeah, nice, nice inclusion. And your pronunciation was spot on, by the way. Um, was it? <laughs> yeah, Safi MDI, perfect. Uh, number 20 then. Um, yeah, even though she's quite a young player and um, has years ahead of her, I've picked Roman um, Menage. Um, I suppose she can play at seven or eight and um, she's just such a physical presence. So destructive, such a threat. Um, pace, power, pace of a winger, powerful, excellent tackler. And as I said, she she can cover seven or eight. And I suppose she's made such an impact in her in the few years she's been playing. So um, for that reason, even though I suppose she hasn't been playing as long as some of the other players that I've picked, um, you just love to have her on a team. Um, she's capable of making these unbelievable breaks in games. Um, and just her physicality and the presence that she would bring would just be such an asset to any team. Yeah, absolutely. Um, quality, quality player is uh, Menage. Um, brilliant. So, have you have you gone a five-three split? So you got three backs yeah. to come, or got an extra forward in there? Yeah, I have three backs choice. here three now. Backs. So yep. I've taken a bit of a well, I won't say a risk, but Ooh. I've my I've nine ten cover in the one player. So uh, I've gone for a player who I just think is she's unbelievable player, Pauline Bourdois. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> Is that how I pronounce her name? No, no, I was only pausing so, because I was writing it down before you said it. When, when you gave me the description, yeah, there could have only been one player. <laughs> Pauline Bourdon, yep. Um, yeah, I just think she's such a classy player in every way. Her delivery, her skills, her physicality. For a 9 slash 10, she's an unbelievably physical player. Um, she doesn't shy away from rocks and she absolutely smashes people and tackle. Um, she's able to make something happen out of nothing as well as to be a great distributor and she really lifts the tempo of any attack that she would be part of and I know she can slip um, slip into 9 or 10 but I just just love watching her play I think she's absolutely going to be a, like a superstar in the future and as I said her delivery the threat that she brings herself with a running option her physicality I've seen her absolutely destroy players twice the size of her in rucks and tackles. So she just has to be there. And I think um, she'd bring good balance to the team as well. Pauline Mordaunt, 21 shirt. A couple of places left then for slightly wider backs. 
Yeah, so I've gone for a centre of Rachel Burford and um, I know she played 12 and I think she might have played 13 at some points in her career so um, she can cover that but I just feel over the years she was an incredibly smart player um, always did the right thing whether that would be to pass or carry um, very unselfish defensively brilliant um, you know, you'd think you'd be on a break and she'd catch you and put in unbelievable tackles um, she's a physical player as well ability to pull the strings I feel like she's kind of that gel that would hold the midfield together um, and you know has the ability to make players look really good by um, I suppose releasing them and um, you know she's been always excellent when she's played over the years and um, be that in 15s and when she played 7s as well so I just think she needs to be there f- for that reason um, you know so highly impressed with her over the years, really. Great selection. I know, I mean, she, she won't say it herself, but obviously someone I, I know reasonably well. Um, just blown away. I mean, I obviously speak to her a lot, but uh, blown away by just how humble she is. And she just uh, constantly, she's on this committee, that committee, giving back to the game. You know, and she's still got aspirations to, to play at the very, very highest level. And I've no doubt that, that she will. So, uh, no, um, lovely selection. Thank you very much from, uh, from the WRP. I have one more. Yes, one more. One. So, uh, 23 is uh, Danielle Waterman. And I suppose I was torn between uh, Jesse and Danielle for the starting spot, but I suppose it's just the kicking. So, Danielle Waterman has probably been one of my favourite players to watch of all time, really. Um, she's just a fantastic, fantastic player. Obviously, excellent feet. Her feet just produced so magic, so many magical moments over the years. And even though I suppose she's known for her step and ability and scoring tries, I also felt she was a very unselfish player. Um, she she released her wingers and always did the right thing with the ball and, you know, um, was a good playmaker in that sense that she released her wingers to score um, and scored a lot of tries herself, but um, was very, very solid defensively. Very few people would have got around Danielle Waterman once they broke the line. And um, as I said, she just she just has to be there and um, just just world class and never had a poor game from what I remember. And as I said, just those feet, um, but also like releasing the ringer she would have had on her on her teams over the years. So she was a threat herself, but she also made other people look good as well and seemed to do the right thing at the right time as well, which I just think is, you know, good players do that. They don't take the wrong options. They take the right options. Yeah, absolutely. So, Alison Miller, let's go through your your bench. Uh, Gail Mignot from France is your reserve hooker. Rocky Clark from England and Sarah Berner, your, your place from props. Safi and Diai from France will cover the second row. We could do back row as well. Roman Manager also... Uh, from France Pauline Bourdon um, covers 9 and 10 another French player and then uh, two Red Roses Rachel Burford and Danielle Nolly Waterman make up your bench that is some side yeah and I suppose when I was thinking about this team you know as I said it, it is going to be I suppose the players that I know are I suppose more players that would have played in Six Nations or World Cups but I suppose also to highlight that I came across some really, really good players over the years that maybe played for teams um, that had, I suppose, didn't have the same success and they might have been winning, but they would have been world class, I suppose, if they'd been in, you know, another team. So yeah. um, I saw some brilliant players over the years for different teams, but um, 
these are the players I suppose that have made the mark on on me during my uh, I suppose I came late to rugby so um, as I said there were certain teams that I've only ever played against once in my career or even twice and some I oh I have played nearly against everyone but fair you know if we had if Ireland had played more summer tours or more into autumn internationals we would have I suppose had more of a maybe a rounded view of I'm not even sure if this team works on the pitch but it works for me on paper so um um, yeah, it was a difficult task, but it was enjoyable. Oh, great stuff! Well, let you, if you want to know how it works, if it works or not, just just give Lynn a, Lynn a call if you've got a spare couple of hours. She'll uh, she'll run you. She'll run <laughs> it you also through it. Realize, I, I don't think I ever want to coach. <laughs> 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 Having to pick a team. Oh, Alison, that is brilliant. Um, look, it's been been fascinating uh, listening to you. Yeah, and pulling pulling out some like Maggie Harvey. You know what? What, yeah, what a what a great 2014 World Cup she she had. Yeah, just having a look at. at so the slightly wider names like that, just uh, just great. And I know the listeners will absolutely love listening uh, to to this selection, and uh, I certainly have this afternoon. So thank you very very much indeed for your time and, and doing that. Um, stay safe, and uh, we will speak to you soon. Yeah, stay safe and uh, take care. Thanks ever so much, Ali. Cheers. <laughs>